number of years ago, I heard a young father, a very prominent young man in the entertainment world, addressing a tremendous gathering in California. It was during the time of the Cold War, and communism and our own way of life were very much on people's minds, and he was speaking to that subject. And suddenly, though, I heard him saying, I love my little girls more than anything, and I said to myself, oh no, don't, you can't, don't say that. But I had underestimated him. He went on, I would rather see my little girls die now, still believing in God, than have them grow up under communism and one day die no longer believing in God. There were, there were thousands of young people in that audience. They came to their feet with shouts of joy. They had instantly recognized the profound truth in what he had said with regard to the physical and the soul and what was truly important. Yes, let us pray for the salvation of all of those who live in that totalitarian darkness. Pray they will discover the joy of knowing God. But until they do, let us be aware that while they preach the supremacy of the state, declare its omnipotence over individual man and predict its eventual domination of all peoples on the earth, they are the focus of evil in the modern world. It was C.S. Lewis who in his unforgettable Screwtape letters wrote, the greatest evil is not done now in those sordid dens of crime that Dickens loved to paint. It is not even done in concentration camps and labor camps. In those, we see its final result. But it is conceived and ordered, moved, seconded, carried, and minuted in clear, carpeted, warmed, and well-lighted offices by quiet men with white collars and cut fingernails and smooth-shaven cheeks who do not need to raise their voice. Well, because these quiet men do not raise their voices, because they sometimes speak in soothing tones of brotherhood and peace, because like other dictators before them, they're always making their final territorial demand, some would have us accept them at their word and accommodate ourselves to their aggressive impulses. But if history teaches anything, it teaches that simple-minded appeasement or wishful thinking about our adversaries is folly. It means the betrayal of our past, the squandering of our freedom. So I urge you to speak out against those who would place the United States in a position of military and moral inferiority. All right, welcome back. It's Friday. Ronald Reagan. I think you could use a Ronald Reagan speech for pretty much any occasion because uh, Ronald Reagan was amazing. And his speeches, to me, were amazing. And uh, I think that one hit it pretty much on the head there, especially at the end, to be aware of these people that will do to the United States exactly what he has warned they potentially could do. All right, there's a lot going on. Um, Obviously, the Trump thing, which I'm not going to get too much into. Grand jury didn't meet. We're, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens for next week, uh, where it goes up till late uh, Thursday evening. Uh, they didn't. They still didn't meet, and we'll see. I mean, that's. It looks like to me that situation's falling apart. Like I said uh, yesterday, Chinese military. Uh, this came out, and uh, there's some debate on it. It was from the Inside Paper. Chinese military said it warned a U.S. ship to leave waters in the disputed South China Sea on Thursday. 
claims that were swiftly denied as false by the American forces. China claims sovereignty over almost the entire South China Sea, a strategic waterway through which trillions of dollars in trade pass annually, despite an international court ruling that the assertion uh, has no legal bias. The Philippines, Vietnamese, or Vietnam, and Malaysia and Brunei all have overlapping claims in the sea, while the United States send Navy, sends Navy vessels through it to assert freedom of navigation in international waters. The Southern Theater Command of China's People Liberation Army, PLA, said to the USS Milius, a guided missile destroyer on Thursday entered the waters around the Paracel Islands, which are also claimed by Vietnam. Uh, the PLA organized sea and air forces to track and monitor the ship in accordance with the law and warned it to leave, spokesman Tian Junli said. Uh, the vessel made an illegal incursion into the Chinese territorial waters without permission from the Chinese government, harming peace and stability in the region, he said. The U.S. military swiftly denied the claims, telling AFP that the PRC statement is false. The vessel is in conducting routine operations in South China Sea and was not expelled, said a spokesperson for the U.S. Indo-Pacific Command. The, US, the United States will continue to fly, sail, and operate wherever international law allows, the spokesman said, while asserting their claims uh, in the South China Sea. China's authorities in recent years have built up artificial islands, including some with military facilities and runways. Regional nations have also accused Chinese vessels of harassing their fishing boats. So, who do you believe? You believe the United States? You believe China? Now, I wouldn't put it past the communist nation to lie about anything, but in the current state of, the, uh, of affairs and the way things are, China is getting very bold in the moves that they're making, and since they want to be the superpower, it would not surprise me to see them poke and prod us and to see how much they think they can get away with and how much the United States military right now will tolerate. So I, as sad as this is about to sound, because I can honestly say that as much as I distrust what China says, I equally distrust what the United States says. And that's a terrible thing that I have to say right now. But unfortunately, we're being lied to, uh, I mean, constantly, uh, a daily basis, we're being lied to. So I can't take anything that the U.S. says for fact either. But my guess would be, since they are emboldened to do what they want to do, I would bet that my money would be that China actually did tell us to get out of the sea. That, that would be my bet. And the United States, of course, is going to do nothing about it per normal. I know we don't want to start a war. I don't want to start a war either. But there's a difference between starting a war and having a show of strength. Having a show of strength is, yeah, we're here. You know we're allowed to be here. Keep your mouth shut. You do your business and we'll do our business. Hey, you don't have to shoot anybody. We don't have to do anything, but you can't stand your ground. Uh, in these days and times, we're not standing our ground anymore. Biden is bending over and taking it from everybody. You're going to notice that today is all about the aggression of China and all the different moving pieces that are going on there. Beyond the fact that we looked as if we were threatened by China and they were drawing a line in the sand there in the sea, Spain's Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez will meet with the Chinese President Jinping in Beijing next week to discuss the Asian country's peace plan for Ukraine. Wonder why he's taking an interest in Ukraine and Russia right now. A little curious. 
Yeah, this guy meets with Putin. Him and Putin are getting real chummy. Not that I think that they're buddy, buddy old pals, great old buddy old pals. They're getting cozy together. You know, they, they have similar goals. Both of them want to be the superpower. One definitely can pull it off. The other one cannot. But I wouldn't put it past either one of them to try to use the other one to achieve their ultimate goal. It's just I think it's going to be kind of a one-sided deal there. Uh, China definitely can use Russia if they see fit to help them achieve what they're trying to achieve and then discard them in the end. Because believe me, China's not going to share the number one spot with anybody. Let's be, let's be honest here. Uh, we're talking about a communist regime. They want the power for themselves. This is not um, a mutually beneficial agreement where in the end, you know, we stand side by side as a team and we're going to work together and we are going to rule. We are going to be the number one. No, China will be. And if they got to use Russia, they'll use Russia to get what they want and discard them in the end. However, now you have Spain jumping on board. So now we have the peace deal that was brokered in the Iranian and with between Iran and Saudi Arabia you got him talking with Putin. Now you have him talking with Spain. We already know that uh, Venezuela is, is on board with everything that they're doing. And they're even sucking countries into this that prior to this, I'd say we would probably consider our allies. They're supposed to be our allies, but uh, maybe not. It looks like a lot of people are abandoning ship because they know Joe Biden will hang them out to dry. So why do you want to be allies with somebody that you know is going to stab you in the back in the end? Uh, and we're losing our allies. Point in fact. Australia, who used to be our ally. I can't say Australia has been behaving themselves uh, over the last few years, especially pertaining to COVID. Uh, they went full, full fascist, full dictator style over there in New Zealand. But Australia is not willing to help us if China does decide to go into Taiwan. The Australian defense minister says this country has made no promise to the United States that Australia would support its ally in any future conflict over Taiwan in exchange for American nuclear-powered submarines. That's great, isn't it? I mean, don't you feel good about that? It's making you feel pretty good. I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. You know, why, you know, what do we need them for? Hey, they, they can help China out. Uh, I, we can definitely see which direction this is going in, and apparently we're the loser in this game. Does, uh, if our allies are going to all start abandoning ship on us, then we are standing alone and we are frail and about to break. So uh, we can see this is going in a positive way here. Uh, <clears throat> Australia and the United Kingdom announced in San Diego last week that Australia would purchase nuclear power attack submarines from the U.S. <laughs> to modernize its fleet amid growing concerns about China's influence in the Indo-Pacific. <clears throat> Excuse me. The defense minister, Richard Marles, said that the government had given the United States no assurance over Taiwan. He said, and I quote, absolutely not, and couldn't be more unequivocal than that. Marles told the Australian Broadcaster Corp. S. Insiders news program on Sunday. He went on to say, I want to make it really clear that the, mo <clears throat> that the moment that there is a flag on the first of those Virginia-class submarines in the early 2030s is the moment that that submarine will be under the complete control of the Australian government of the day and again. No one would have expected that to be any different. I mean, that it's obviously the basis upon which this is happening. 
So in other words, no, we have no interest in helping you if that was to happen. Once the ships are in our possession, they're under our complete control, and you do not get to tell us what to do with our ships. So you have an ally that is openly saying that they are not willing to assist us in defending Taiwan if China, in fact, is to try to go into the country. So we're, we're, we're doing great right now. Uh, don't worry. It's going to get a whole lot better, I'm, I promise you, or not. From RepublicWorld.com, Indonesia to pull the plug on Visa and MasterCard. President calls them a problem. Indonesia wants to become less reliant on external financial platforms like Visa and MasterCard, taking lessons from Russia's sanctions by the U.S., the Bank of Indonesia is getting ready to transition away from Visa and MasterCard while developing its indigenous payment platform, as reported by the Atarian News Agency on Monday. Joko Widodo. <laughs> There's so many ways I could go with this right now, but I'm, I'm going to keep it clean. <laughs> Mr. Dudu, uh, the president of Indonesia, pushed local agencies and authorities last week to switch from using international payment systems to employ employing cards that are authorized by local banks. He made the case that Indonesia needs to protect itself against geopolitical and international upheavals by <clears throat> mentioning the financial sector's sanctions imposed on Russia by the U.S., EU, and their allies over Moscow's war against Ukraine. So good. Very, very, very good. You see, China, one of China's goals, Russia's goals, if you remember, is BRICS. They want to get their own currency going. They want to get... They want to get away from the American dollar. Just in case something happens, it's almost like they're preparing for it, no? So just in case something happens that they don't need to worry about being financially crippled like we did to Russia. The only reason Russia is doing as well as it is is because China stepped in and they're buying tons and tons of fossil fuels from them. So Indonesia is trying to get ahead of the game here and saying, you know what, we're going to wean ourselves off of Visa, MasterCard, anything that has to do with American money. We're going to be self-resilient, self-reliant. We're not going to worry about it. So if we decide to partner up with anybody that possibly has a red and yellow flag, I don't know who that is, um, <laughs> you, you guys can't hurt us financially. You're not going to slow our economy down. We're just going to continue on as is. And, and you know what's crazy is that I I believe, unless I am currently wrong, and I can try to look this up while I'm speaking to you, uh, it would take too long. I may or may not be right about this, but I could have swore that Indonesia was an ally of ours at least, uh, uh, you know, five years ago or something. I, I mean, I, I don't follow who our allies are and are not anymore, but I could have swore, if my memory serves me correct, that they were an ally of ours at some point. So I can't say for sure. But one way or the other, if that if they were, obviously they are not now. So if, they, if that's the case, we lost another ally. China is making a move. If It's funny how everybody is very involved and distracted with Trump right now. And is this indictment? What's it going to be? And I, 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 yeah, it's a misdemeanor. It's not. Listen, who cares about all that? You know, have you noticed you have to step away and I've been looking around and gathering some of these up for the last few days. And I, since I was going to talk about it today, I decided to blast them out on social media ahead of me. You'll start to notice that, uh, 
on social media now, I'm blasting out the articles that I usually speak about on the podcast ahead of time. So if you follow me, you may see some articles pop up the day before. And then when we, you hear my, my uh, podcast episode the next day, you'll see that's what I'm talking about. But I've been trying to look these things up and, and figure all this out. And I decided to finally blast them out. They've been, all of this has only been released over the last two to three days. Um, but there's so much noise that's trying to focus everybody's attention. And normally when stuff like that happens, you know, uh, it's easy to get sucked into it and you do want to watch it. But for me, I'm like, okay, so that's going on. I'll pay attention to that. It is, it is a bigger story. It is something to pay attention to because there's still, you know, the witch, witch hunt is on and they're still going after Trump. But what else is going on? I mean, have we all forgotten about our banking systems are crashing? I mean, there, there, I mean, there's so much, so many other important things that are going on that are going to have serious, serious impacts on us. I mean, the, well, the banking system is, is frail. It's, it's being held together with chewed bubble gum right now. I mean, that's something that we have to continually watch. If any more banks falter, the feds raise the rate. So obviously they don't care what the banks are going through. We're, we're not going to go into a recession because of this. I mean, we're, we're going full on depression. You're, you're talking about a, compl- a, col- a complete collapse of the banking system. So I didn't forget about that. And then China, there's just too many moves China's making right now. I see him meeting with Putin and all that stuff's coming out. And I know that everybody's focused on Ron DeSantis and what he says and what Trump says. But I see that coming out. Then I see we're getting warnings that they're warning to turn, telling us to turn our ship around in the China Sea, in the, in the sea over there. And I'm like, oh, okay, that, <laughs> that's concerning. Then you go into the financial part of it. And then you see Spain's meeting with them. Everybody's jumping on board. It's concerning. Definitely something worth paying attention to. Definitely something worth talking about. China is making their move. They're moving all their pieces. They're getting everything right where they want it to be. And when they feel that they have all their checker pieces in the right spot or all their chess pieces in the right spot, they're going to they're going to make their assault. I'm not telling you that they're going to make their assault on us, uh, like physically. Obviously, whatever move they make, they're going to try to cripple us. They're going to try to cripple our economy because that's the modern warfare. That's the best way to take us out and take us down. Our economy is limping along right now as it is, and all they need to do is finish it off. So they're definitely going to do that. And one way to do that, you know, Taiwan, we have talked about for a long time now, Taiwan makes very specific items, particularly computer chip items and stuff that you can't get anywhere else. And we are not producing them here. If China takes hold of that, China has, has the entire world held hostage. We make these parts. You're going to buy them at whatever price we tell you to buy them at, or you ain't getting them. China could cut off supply chains anytime that they want to. It's amazing to me that during COVID, we learned nothing. Okay, COVID was bull crap in the first place, but we really learned nothing from it. While we're sitting here struggling, trying to find toilet paper, you start seeing the supply chains and everything that you depend on from coming overseas. It's a smart idea to start making it here, but what are we making here? Granted, we've built our own tech platforms and you have uh, different types of insulation that we have built, but really, we don't make most of our drugs here, medications. If China wants to starve us out there, they could start by cutting off medications. 
You're going to wipe a whole lot of people out if we're, we're short all the medications. People that need them every day to survive. That's one way to attack us. And then plenty of other products and goods. So China could easily starve us out because for decades and decades now, we have trended in a direction where everybody wanted to help China out, wanted to bring them and, and bring them on the world stage, and they wanted to get them up to be a modern country and help them build out, especially the progressives and the Democrats. They're all for it. You have plenty of Republicans that were for it as well. Well, now they've gotten to a point where they don't need us anymore, and because we've moved so much industry over there, they're pretty much holding all the pieces to the puzzle. It's very, it's, it's concerning. I mean, uh, I see some people talking about it. I think one of the, one of the people that's staying on top of this is, uh, Jack Pasek. He's staying on top of it, but I mean, I'm not seeing a whole, whole lot of people staying on top of this. I certainly didn't hear anybody talk about the ship getting turned around or getting threatened. (laughs) I didn't hear that from anybody like crickets. You know, uh, that, so that, that's crazy to me because that right there that you're pushing the United States military around and telling us what to do, I, I mean, in these times, I kind of expect it with what they're doing with the military, but it's insane. It's insane what we are going through right now, and I thought Reagan's speech fit perfectly. We have people that are all clean-shaven in their suits and ties up in, in D.C. that are making all these decisions— Quietly, without war, without guns, signing orders that are crippling and dismantling our country. I felt that today, rather than talk about everything in mainstream media and Trump and they're arguing up in Washington about different educational bills that are being passed and whatnot, I feel like a lot of that's a distraction. China is the enemy. China is evil, not Chinese people. Okay, not Chinese people here in the United States, not Asian people that are here in the United States. Please leave them alone. I mean, you see so many horrifying videos of people just abusing these people for no reason. They are Americans. They're here. They're not assisting China in their evil plot and plans. They more than likely ran from that country to have a better life. So not the Chinese people here, but China, the Communist Party are evil. They are making their moves. They are getting everything lined up and ready to go. They are ready to take over. If our financial system collapses, if they get into Taiwan, they're holding all the chips, like I said, the the United States experiment on all accounts is over. I know that sounds like, okay, thanks, Joe. Great, it's Friday. You suck. You just ruined my weekend. Well, what do we do about it? <sighs> that's that's about it. Uh, you know, it, it's it's hard to think of these things because as a person, as an individual, it's limited on what you can and can't do. You know, here at home, the best thing that we could do and the power that we have is our voices and voting. That's it. And I know lately both are under heavy attack. But that is the strength that we have. We're not going to solve anything getting violent. Violence is not going to solve anything. Uh, You go out there and you shoot somebody, you think it's going to stop? You think it's going to stop what's happening? That's a complete waste of time. You know, we have to inform people, educate people. 
We have to give, wake people up and feed them the same information that you have. You got to give it to somebody else. Open their eyes because the power is in numbers. The more people see, the more people understand. That's how we win this. Also, probably even, no, not actually probably, definitely more important than what I just said, prayer. Prayer changes things. God is amazing. God God will bring you peace that even in all this turmoil and all this craziness, he'll bring a peace to you that you you don't have to worry about as much. I mean, we're always going to worry. We're human. But he brings a sense of peace to you because you feel like somebody's got your back and they know what the bigger plan is. So we do our part and he's going to work the rest of it out for us. Those are the two things that we have to do. So I'm not going to leave you on a cliffhanger that, oh, thanks a lot, man. That's great. China's about to take us over. <laughs> Pray. Put your faith in God. Remember, fear, that comes from the devil. The fear is not from God. So don't be afraid. Pray. Be informed. Know what you're doing. Inform other people. And we will we will make it through this. Whether it's a recession, a depression, whether it is another war, time after time again, we've gone through it <clears throat> throughout history. And in the United States specifically, we have always come back. That is the resilience that we have had. Granted, you know, there were a lot tougher people back in the day than than all the little pink-haired foo-foo people running around now. But I have a strong feeling that when uh, a real problem arises, at least some of us, are still parts of generations that will stand up and make sure that we continue on for uh, everybody else. So (laughs) that's my two cents for today. Uh, I hope you like what you're hearing. If you do, please rate and review me. And if it's going to be a bad review because you just got a little nervous, don't review me today. Review me on a day that you like more what I had to say. If you'd like to reach out to me, go to littlejoecc.com. Go to the contact section. Uh, I do my best to respond to everybody. Beyond that, I do hope you have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy yourselves. We'll do it again on